So it's just really important to just focus on your own family and what five, like how can you implement these five things into your life to help your family enjoy the season that you're in. Hey, we are Shan and Ryan Tripp, parents of five on a journey to discover what it takes to raise great humans while enjoying the heck out of life along the way. Sometimes it's easy to let the weight of everyday life, parenting, marriage, finances, get in the way. But what we found is that as you break out of the norm and do life a little bit differently, a whole new world can open up to you. So if you're ready, we would love to invite you on this journey with us as we pull back the curtains and have a whole lot of fun along the way. And it's true what they say, life's a trip. This is our story. How will you write yours? Let's go. Hey there, listeners, and welcome back to the Life's a Trip podcast. Here we are. Back in Utah. A day late and a dollar short. We've been traveling. We were just in Hawaii. And that's why this podcast didn't upload yesterday. So you're getting it tonight. Sorry to keep you waiting. Um, guys, today we're talking about something that I feel like... <laughs> Just right into it. Yeah, always. <laughs> Just right into it. <laughs> always. I mean, don't we have to? Can, we've we we've got to... kids to put to bed. We've got... <laughs> Isn't it podcast <laughs> etiquette for you and I to just banter back and forth a little bit? All just right, kind of ease want to banter into about? it? <laughs> I don't know. How was your day? Um, my day was good. I got to teach some moms today about how to prevent illness and injury and accidents, tragedies in your home. And I, that's one of my favorite things. So I had a great day today. Kids are all doing well. What were three prevention tips that you could share real quick? You know what I learned? I was helping you with your slides and I learned that gun safety and firearm accidents is one of the major causes of of death among youth. And that, I don't know why, but that surprised me. Yeah. Uh, so I gave the top 10 ways to prevent illness and the top 10 ways to prevent injury and accident. And I went through this with my friends in the ER who are, you know, we together, we have probably like 50 years of experience and we were very thoughtful about them. And that one did make the list. Others were uh, maybe that parents don't think about falls from a window, second story window. Uh, there's, I think it was like 15,000 kids a year are injured from falls from the window. God, that's scary. Yeah, because you think about the common ones. Wear a helmet, wear your seatbelt in the car. We all kind of know that. But you don't think like, oh, lock your windows because a kid could, like even the window in our office, Bo will sometimes get a hold of it and want to like crawl up on it or like stand up on this little chair and like look out the window. And it's not that high off the ground. But if, I mean, if he fell through the screen... Yeah. Yeah. There's just, there's just little things. And, you know, I just think about as a mom, as I was going through it, you know, sometimes it can feel heavy and hard to be like, Oh my gosh, do I just like bubble wrap my kids? Do I, do I, how do I protect them? You know, how do I need to become this paranoid helicopter parent? And this actually leads to what I want to talk about today because I'm like, absolutely not what we, the opportunity we have as parents is to provide a safe environment for our kids to live life to the absolute fullest and to just enjoy every season that we are in with them because this worry and the stress and this fear, it'll come because we're parents and we love our kids, but it should never play a big part in our lives. And as we like do little teeny tiny things to prevent those accidents from happening, I mean, it's, it's just awareness and it's something that then like lifts all of that, 
that huge burden that sometimes we carry. And I could go on and on and on about this. Ryan's laughing at me. What are you I, laughing at? I'm so sorry, but I just keep picturing how funny it would be if you literally <laughs> took some of that bubble wrapping and wrapped it around your kids <laughs> like they were mummies and just sent your kids off to school. With a helmet and bubble wrap. How funny would that be? Reminds but, me of the kid from Little Giants. All but right, that, anyway. but that, is, that is the point, though, is like some people ask me that. You know, how did you see such hard things and then go be a parent, you know, cause there's just so many things that could go wrong and you just love them so much. And it's actually the opposite for me. I have just found such a desire and a purpose to just live life to the absolute fullest as much as we can in every season of our life so that we can say we did that, you know, and of course do doing more dangerous things carefully, preventing those things that we can in our home. But that's kind of a little bit about what we want to talk about today. You do a really good job of just living in the moment and living for the day. And I've talked about before how I tend to get ahead of myself a little bit and I want to know what's happening next year and what the future holds 10 years from now. And, and, and a certain element of that, of, of that is just me planning ahead, um, which I think is important too, but you do a good job of just living in the moment. And even when the kids, like, I remember when, uh, when one of our daughters was playing in the mud, she just got this, like, actually it was like a, a pot, like a flower pot. And she filled it with the hose in the front yard. Do you remember this? And she was just like climbing around. It was a kind of a big pot and she was climbing around in it and playing in it and was like so nasty and muddy and dirty. And my first impulse was to like, stop her from doing that and like want to clean her up. Right. But you just let her play in it and just let her. And she's like our sensory kid, you know, that loves that stuff. And so I just, yeah, I've, there's those little learning moments where I've observed you over the years and just letting her, cause there was no danger in that. I, I think it was just my impulse. Maybe it's an OCD thing of like, that's dirty, you know, quit playing in the mud. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you just let her do that and, and just, just living in the moment, living in the in the season. And as you and I just got back from visiting Hawaii again, after all these years, after living there going on about five years ago, um, it's four years ago, we were just reflecting on that season of our life and how special it was and how as much as we love to go back and visit, it's not meant to be the season of our life to live there right now. It's we're in a different chapter and, uh, that's life. You know, it's just, it's just one different season. So am I allowed to talk about what we're going to talk about today now? <laughs> Please. <laughs> you're, you're leading into it so beautifully. And that oh, is, honey. that is that, you know, I think sometimes in our life, we look forward to a certain season. We look forward to this season of, you know, going to college and then college is kind of hard. You look forward to the season of getting married and then maybe marriage is kind of hard and then look forward to having kids. And then you look at each other and you're like, huh, this is kind of hard. You know, you look forward to getting that job and then that job becomes, you know, moving, whatever it is. We look forward to these different seasons of our life or when we finally have money. And then you're like, oh, but now you have more money. And actually there's sometimes more money, more problems, (laughs) problems with that. So you just always, we just, it's just human nature. We want what we can't have. And the grass just always seems Greener on the other side. And I know what you're going to say. The grass is greener where you water it. <laughs> Amen. Okay. Podcast classic, is over. <laughs> classic line. And 
it is true. And you know, what's funny. It's you've, you, you, you get those older people that stop you at the store and say, Oh, they see you with the young kids. Oh, just enjoy this time. It's so special. But then I think if we're being honest, sometimes as parents in the craziness of the house and the, the mess, sometimes you, you just think, man, you know, you look forward to a day when the kids are grown up and can take care of themselves. And, you know, the house is, is, uh, is clean and, you know, you don't have the, some of the messes. So, you know, you can't wish away today and you can't wish for tomorrow to come because there's challenges today. L- listen, listen to us. Like we're so old and wise. What do we, <laughs> well, who knows? I think what the, do we know? I think the thing is, is something we can all relate to is just that we look forward to these seasons and then we get into the season and maybe it's not what we were expecting, or maybe it is what we're expecting, but it comes with more challenges than we are ready for, or we're just not quite enjoying it like we thought we would. And I've heard some moms say that and like feel so guilty about that is I've looked so forward to this. This is my, all of my prayers as a girl have come true. I'm, I have my children and my husband in this home And why do I feel the way that I feel? You know, why can't I find fulfillment and gratitude and just joy in this season? Why am I always looking forward to the next season? And so I think that's what we want to talk about today is because we all want to enjoy the season of our life for number one, just to have more joy in our life and to just simply feel happier. But also, and most of all for me, it's to live the absolute fullest so that we don't ever have regrets, you know, just kind of being like, man, I just kind of wished away that, that part of my life. And now I'd actually give anything to go back to it. So here's what we've done. We've come up with five things that we feel like help us the most to enjoy the season that we're in. Because the truth is, it might look like we're all in the same seasons, but we really aren't. Even if we're raising young kids, one of us is maybe struggling financially and the other family is maybe doing really well. Somebody's struggling in their marriage, the other one's doing well. Somebody's, there's always different things happening in a home that maybe not other people see. So it's just really important to just focus on your own family and what five... Like, how can you implement these five things into your life to help your family enjoy the season that you're in? And I just want to piggyback on that. That's such a good reminder that you just never know what someone else is going through and you should always treat another person, you know, just treat them, treat them as if they're, they're struggling because you never know what you see online and what you, and what they appear to be doing. And, uh, they might be in a season of their life where they're going through a lot of challenges. They might be going through a season where, they're thriving and everything is just awesome. But you know, you just, at the end of the day, we need to all just treat each other with love and kindness because you really know, never know what's going on behind closed doors. So the five things that we wrote down, number one, don't get caught up in the busyness. And I think we're putting this at number one because we need to hear it right now too. We just kind of left this slow paced, very simple lifestyle that we had And now we're stepping into this land of opportunity and, you know, so many things that are going on and family and friends and calendars that can be full and 
every, it just feels like we can fill up our days from morning to night just with the snap of a finger. And so we have to, I guess, stop just like you and say, what do we want for our family? Because what we've noticed is when we do get caught up in the busyness and we're not spending as much time together, it does not feel as joyful, as fulfilling, as content, as peaceful. And I think you and I are both doers and goers and you're an achiever based on your Enneagram profile. And so you're always just wanting to do more and do this and do that. And it's all good stuff, right? You want to serve at church. You want to go do, you know, volunteer at the school. You want to teach the kids this. You want to coach them in that. We want to, you know, start this business. We want to invest in this. We want to go travel here. And so there's just so many things that we want, like we're not content to just sit still, but sometimes, and I was just talking to a friend today and it was like, man, you just want to take a breath. You just want to slow it down. You just want to, and that's been a lot of our experience in moving to the Island, right? Slow it all down. You can still be productive. doesn't mean you're just sitting there, not accomplishing things, but you're being very intentional and you're, you're putting your time in the places that genuinely bring you the most joy and happiness because man, sometimes it does just feel like you're just running around and that's the rat race. And it's just not fulfilling when you just feel like you're spinning your wheels and busy all the time. So if you're in that, if you're caught up in that, you just, I don't know, you've just got to kind of shake yourself out of it. Stop, really think about where you're spending your time. You know, you and I try to do Sunday night planning to plan out our week ahead. Where are we spending our time? We can look at that and see if we're investing in things that are bringing us joy. You know, we're sitting here looking at a pile of laundry. I was just telling you, it's a very, I'm throwing it all out. It's a very large pile it's of a, laundry. It's, a, it's literally the Matterhorn of laundry. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm freaking throwing half of my clothes away because, you know, they're not he bringing me joy. Up a, he picked up an item of clothing and he says, that's it. I'm, I'm getting rid of anything that doesn't bring me joy. How I acquired so many <laughs> golf polos, I'll never know. Uh, but you know what? I think I think what you're saying is that sometimes we are just busy and that's just that's just it is we're just busy. We're living a busier life. So And that's the season we're in because we have young kids. Yeah, and we are just a little bit busier. So we have to be even more intentional to somehow slow down. And it's a little bit easier for me to do like I don't know. It doesn't, the hustle, the grind, the, that doesn't really live inside my body. I'm like easy people, everybody just take a deep breath. But there are some things that I do in my day, even when I'm really busy that help me. One thing I do often, and you guys know this is I watch my baby sleep. I'll just sit in there after I put him to sleep. Creepy. Even if it's, stop it. Even if it's for like 30 seconds. Just put your hand on them. You can feel their little heart, watch their chest go up and down. And literally I'll just like, whether I say a prayer or whether I just feel it inside of my body, like how grateful I am for a healthy baby that's in my home. And I just take that 30 seconds to do that or. And sometimes she'll do that to me. You know, I'll be in a deep slumber (laughs) and I'll wake up to Shannon's hand on my chest, just watching me breathe and I'll wake up and it startles me. And at first I think, you know, maybe she's initiating something, you know, but, uh, but then okay. I quickly realize she's just <laughs> slowing everything down. Okay. I'm just going to give you a few more simple examples, stopping and reading them a book. Sometimes Jack tells the f- best made up stories. So I'll literally just sit there and videotape him and watch him tell a made up story. And it makes me so happy and it fills his cup sitting down for a family dinner. I think 
a lot of us, that even takes a lot of effort, but it's so amazing to put your phones away and just sit down and talk to your kids and slow everything down and nothing else matters, but who's around that dinner table and what you're talking about. Um, I think most of us try, I mean, we just have a lot of to-dos and tasks and those can wait, but time doesn't really slow down for us. Um, So we just need to make the most of it. And I think a big part of this is just awareness and recognition. And when you start on that hamster wheel, you know, sometimes you just keep going and going and then you're like, how did we get here? So I think if anything today, just pausing and being like, is this what I want to do in my life? Is this serving me and my family? Are we happy? Or do we need to make, be more intentional about slowing down? So the second thing is eliminating distractions. And we all know this, but it's just a good little self inventory to sit down and think, what can I eliminate? That's just not adding value. And that might be extra clothes. It might be TV shows that we don't need to watch. And it might be, I don't know, time on social media. It might be, you know, hanging out with friends or people that, you know, aren't really adding value to, to our life or that, you know, we don't need to be, to be around as much. So, you know, eliminating those distractions, it just opens up time. And, and I feel like sometimes I can creep back into that. You know, it's almost like a new year's resolution. You kind of creep back into those old habits and then you, you know, you shake yourself and you're like, okay, I got to get back. You got to get back to my goals. I got to get back to eliminating these things that are just not adding value to my life and reset and refocus on, you know, the things that are going to bring us joy. Yeah. I think as we simplify our life, we just make room for things to come in that serve us. And that can't happen unless it's simplified. We only have a certain amount of time, a certain amount of capacity. And so we have to simplify to make room for those things that are really important to us, which leads us to number three. Spending time regularly on things that matter most. So here's what we're going to do today, Rye. Okay. I want you guys to do it with us. We're going to make a list of three to four things. Take out your pen and paper. Take class. out your pen and paper. And you write down the three or four things that are most important to you. And write them down. Make sure that you and your partner know, maybe your whole family, and spend time every single day on those things. We've mentioned this a few times, I think, without even realizing it, but just how are you spending your time and energy every day? That's probably the biggest thing in finding joy in life or not. So how are you spending your time and energy and making sure that much of it is being spent on those few things that matter most to you? I'm in the middle of rereading for the second time, the the Atomic Habits by James Clear. And it's such a good book. If you haven't read Atomic Habits, get it on audiobook or pick it up. And it's just the way he presents it. It's such good stuff. It's such tangible stuff. And he just talks all about putting processes in place, just putting those little processes in place that create those habits so that we can kind of just do these things day after day after day. And you look back on an entire year or a decade of doing the right things in the right areas and you've built a, you've built a wonderful life. Yeah. I mean, that's what they say is just like, it's just those little teeny tiny decisions. It's those little habits that you form over time that just make you into this better version, make your family into a, a, you know, a better family, a home, a happier place. Tonight we ate a, we had sugar cookies from my sweet mom who makes the best, the best Valentine sugar cookies. And she sent us home all a sugar cookie. And, you know, we were all eating some of our sugar cookies and I took a bite and I took like 
probably a third of the sugar cookie. And, and my stomach immediately started to hurt. And I looked at Ryan. Such a lightweight. I think you could have like downed maybe I had to finish the seven. other two thirds of her cookie, <laughs> bringing my total to four. Actually, I didn't have any. Because, you know, I'm on the upswing again. (laughs) 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 Got to get ready for summer. (laughs) But we had this like quick discussion about like, yeah, I mean, your body and your soul and your mind, it just gets used to those little habits over time to where eventually you don't even want some some of this stuff, you know, because you just know how it makes you feel. And that is... It just starts by really small little habits that are formed over time. Yeah. You're a well-oiled machine. I'm sorry that the third of the sugar cookie upset your tummy. I don't know about that. but (laughs) Uh, The fourth one we said was don't compare your life to someone else. And we, we kind of talked about that. You just really, you never do know. And, and the second you can let go of comparing yourself and your current situation and the season that you're in and the job that you have and the, what your kids are doing and the, your relationship with your spouse, the second you can just focus on that and what's going on inside your own home and completely let go or forget about everything else that everyone else is doing, that just brings in so much peace. And it just is a a, a weight vest lifted off your your body. It really is. And we all we all do it. I mean, I just I don't know. That's just something that we tend to do. And some more than others and some to a a toxic level. And I think other people are really good at it. They've learned to just, you know, stay in their lane and do what they're doing and not worry about others. And, uh, there's just a lot of peace that comes with that. And you just never know. And everybody, we're all human and everybody's struggling with something. And so the more that, I don't know, I just firmly believe that the more that we can reach out and love and serve others and just know that no one is better than the next person and everybody is just trying their best uh, it's just, I don't know. It's just such a better way to live your life, honey. That's, I don't know. We're very Christian and we're open about our faith and our religion. And I mean, Christ was the ultimate example of, of how to treat people and, and what we're here on this earth to do. And so, and I think just kind of take it away, honey, I'm about to cry. <laughs> really? Really? I don't know. I felt like oh. a little. Honey, you should keep going. Like little, I love when that happens. I felt like a little moisture. <laughs> Welling up in my in my eyeballs. I love when that happens. Dang it! I interrupted. I'm so no. sorry. Don't no, take the mic. <laughs> take your mic. I, I just want to. I want to continue what you're saying. Of like, man, I think they. What do they say? I don't even know that saying. Comparison, comparison is, is the, the thief of joy. Yeah, and you know, I think there is a healthy amount of comparison. I I think that when we are able to compare ourselves to something else that could potentially make us better or inspire us. And it's a healthy, you know, way to look at this and be like, wow, that family, like those kids really get along well, you know, maybe like I want to have a conversation with that mom and see like what she does and then implement it in my home. There's a healthy way to do that. But I think human nature, we want to compare ourselves and immediately put ourselves down if we don't meet that, that standard of somebody else or whether it's marriage or work or you know, motherhood or whatever it is. But well, when your heart's in the right place and someone else is succeeding and, and achieving something that you want, then you just genuinely are happy for them and you want to to follow that path and learn from them. And that and that's that's part of the reason why we wanted to do this podcast, because we realize that the way we've 
lived our life has been a little bit unique in picking up and moving to the islands and leaving our full-time jobs to start our own family business and homeschool the kids. Some of those things aren't as mainstream. And so not in a, Hey, look at us way. Look what we're doing. Look how great we are. Look how cool. But just in a, in a way of like, Hey, this has been our experience and we've learned from others and we want to share with you what we've experienced, what we've learned and some of the blessings that we've had and uh, some of the feedback that a lot of you have given us, you know, online through Shannon's Instagram, as well as just some of the reviews on the podcast has been really encouraging because it's been helpful. You know, it's been, it's been encouraging and motivating and helpful. And, And, And we search for those things too. I mean, there's a lot of examples of families and people that we admire that we're like, yeah, we, that's cool. The way they're doing that. We want to do that too. We want to be on that level. We want to, you know, do this and that seems neat. Let's try that. Yeah. And, and I love that. And not everything is, I mean, it's just nothing is a one size fits all in life. There's some things Except that are for my hats that I buy. <laughs> Travis Matthew is one size fits all. So if you have a fat head, like one of my friends who will not be named, he has a huge head. He can't fit in those hats. Oh my gosh. So they say one size fits all, but they don't, Okay. Besides Ryan's hats, there's just not many things (laughs) that are just right for every single family, for every single person. And so it's just so important that as a family, you identify what you want and your values and your, the most important things to you, slow down, eliminate those distractions, focus on what's important and just stay in your own lane you know, don't, don't worry about what Joe down the street's doing because he has nothing to do with your family. He's not going to, you know, his, his wife, Becky, Joe and Becky, <laughs> his Joe wife, Becky, Becky down the street. She's, she's not going to be the best mom for your kids. You're the best mom for your kids. Nobody loves them, knows them like you do. You're, you're as capable as anybody else. There's, you know, I just feel like it, when we live with like that, that peace and contentment, it opens up a whole new world, or I guess it probably is more gratitude. It opens up a whole new world of joy and being able to be happy for others and cheer each other on. And that will translate to a happier self and a happier home. So the last one, the fifth thing we wrote down was keep a a gratitude journal or just keep, keep notes. I'm looking right now at some, I have my notes app on my phone and, uh, over the last year, I just started writing in it, um, and not even a journal, but almost just like bullet points of like, I don't know, things that happened over the year. I, I, I even started going back kind of further than that of just like, I don't know, cool things and experiences that I've had in my life, things that were blessings this year, places we traveled, um, just even, you know, some some memorable rounds of golf or golf courses that I played or you know, things that we did that, that that we tried and that worked out. So when I look through that, you know, and, and even sometimes when we're in a season where, you know, it, it doesn't feel like we're thriving or we wish things were a little bit differently. And, you know, even as we've transitioned from, you know, being, being on the Island to being, you know, back in the, the cold snowy weather of Utah, sometimes, you know, it's, it's a season. And uh, when I look back on some of the things I'm grateful for, it just immediately for me, just pulls me out of any funk that I'm in and is like, wow, you know, we've done some great things recently. And sometimes they seem like a long time ago, but these are all really recent things. And so when I read that, I'm like, we're going in the right direction. Things are good. 
Yeah. And, and I love that. And for me, it is those like simple moments of, of taking in the prayers that have been answered. You know, my little healthy kids that are running around the house and making a mess. I'm going to miss that one day and I'm going to have a clean house one day and I'm not going to have the noise and their little voices are going to change into adult voices and their little fingerprints on the window are going to, you know, be gone. And so all of this stuff sometimes that can weigh us down and make it loud and make it messy. It's just a season that most of us listening are probably in, or maybe you're out of that season and now you have grandkids or, and I know you probably get it. (laughs) You probably really get it. You guys probably should be the guests on our podcast, but I just, I just feel like God has given us these seasons and every season we get to walk away with experiences, with memories and something that we learned and we grew from. And every season is serving us in some sort of way. And some seasons are really, really challenging, but you get out on the other side and the next season is a little bit easier because you've been, you're now this new, you know, improved human. And I just feel like embracing whatever season we're in just gives us such a, I mean, it's just, we find more gratitude and we find more joy and that's, that's what we all want to feel. And I think the last thing I'll leave with is sometimes it is difficult to see the forest through the trees. So when you're in the middle of a trial or a hard season, it it is difficult to pull yourself out of that and see the perspective. Um, I don't know. I think about that. I don't even know where it's at. I'm, I'm horrible with scriptures, but it talks about when you're, when you have trials, endure them well, you know, they'll come together for your good. And I think that's part of, part of our life is to be tested and tried and to be refined and to improve and to come closer to God. And, um, so if, you know, when we're going through those tough times, you've got to just endure it well and know that it's, it, it, this too will pass. And then when, when times are good, just being so grateful for all the good, the good experiences and the blessings when, when things are good in, in a certain season of life. Amen. Preach girl. I saw a little, I saw a little video. Um, and it was like this, you know, I don't know, 16 year old girl that was like, Oh, I just wish I had my 10 year old body back. And then it was this new mom, 20 year old, you know, girl. And she's like, Oh, I just wish I had that 16 year old body back. And then it was like the 25 year old that was like, I wish I had the 20 year old body. And then 30 year old that wants the 20, you know, and then the 40 year old that wants the 30 year old body. And then the 50 year old that wants the 40 year old body. And it just kept going. And it's like, yeah, like enjoy where you're at right now whatever it is, just enjoy where you're at because it's where you're at and make those little changes to make it be a better place to make a better version of you, a healthier, happier home. But we all have something to be grateful for. Literally, if you're breathing and listening to this, you have so much to be grateful for. I love that, Shannon. And you know, that's why I've never really tried to get that six pack because I don't want to live my life in a way that I'm always thinking, oh, when I was in my twenties and my thirties and I had huge guns and a six pack. So if you just kind of maintain this kind of mediocre kind of, you know, chubby, you know, physique, you'll never wish, you know, you'll never wish you had your better body. If you never had the better body. Anyway, our time is up. Thanks for listening. Uh, Hope you're having a great day. Enjoy the season that you're in. You guys are Hug doing your great. loved ones. We love you. We genuinely love you. We care about you and we're cheering you on. We'll see you next week. Bye.